You're listening to Fresh Out of Experts. A show that mines the rich archive of Reddit to supply you with advice on dating, relationships, and love. My co-host Eleanor and I are not experts. We're merely people who survived dating in our 20s and 30s. Now that we're married, we want to share what we've learned. In each episode, my co-host Andy and I tackle the most common, comical, and when we're lucky, outlandish questions from r slash dating and more. So find a comfortable chair, pull on a warm sweater, and sip your favorite beverage while you listen to us dig into the stickiest dating questions the internet has to offer. Hey, Eleanor, what's going on? How are you? <laughs> Whenever I'm supposed to start bantering, Andy's supposed to initiate it. So I like sort of have something to bounce off of. And sometimes he doesn't do that. I always just look like a deer. In yeah, headlights. you like stared at me and I was like waiting for you to send the cue. Sure. We did have early in this podcast a like a one, two, three finger gun situation that we never really <laughs> brought back. Hated. No, I hated that. Um well, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've been socializing more. Great. Uh, we've, we've talked about that on the podcast a bit. I went to coffee with a few friends today, and I had this kind of interesting experience that I wanted to get your feedback on. Sure. I went to coffee. I go to coffee with these girlfriends who live in my neighborhood, our neighborhood, every, I don't know, couple months or so. And the last time we saw each other was about probably like a month and a half, two months ago. And one of them is single. And at the time when we last had coffee, she was telling us about this guy that she had met on one of the apps, right? And she was like, it's going great. I mean, it's like, this guy is amazing. We're completely on the same page. I just, I, you know, it's like, we're already talking about traveling together and, you know. Pump the brakes. And... It sounded awesome. It sounded great, you know, and it, it was like a, she kind of, you know, she she was selling him to us. And then, you know, two months go by. We don't get back together. And today we have another coffee date and I, you know, show up and start having small talk. And I'm like, how's that relationship? How's that going? Are you still with that guy? And she's like, which one? Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, I think last time we were talking, you had just started seeing some guy. He was like an engineer. He seemed pretty cool. And she was like, oh, yeah, no, we broke up. Yeah, just da, 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 da. So it kind of like trailed off and was like, yeah, we've been, I've been sort of dating on the app, but whatever. And it was like a very like, oh, that was inconsequential. But a month and a half ago, it wasn't. But a month and a half ago, it wasn't. And so my question is, like, when you were dating... When did you start amplifying the, I just went on a date with a girl to like, I'm really into this person? I don't know, but I've never been wrong. Oh, well then. I've never been wrong. Like I never, like any, anyone that I actually was like, first of all, not because I'm like some excellent person, but I was always very hesitant to chase people who like I was on the fence, like that were on the fence about me maybe, or like I, I kind of sat back and waited for people who really liked me. And then I was like, okay, you're safe to get in a relationship with. To really like back. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, like I said, I just wasn't, a ch- I wasn't a big chaser. Like if I got a whiff that a woman wasn't interested in me onto the next one. Right. Which was a, like a defense mechanism in a lot of ways. Sure. It, 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 played to my fate it played in my favor a lot but it also probably prevented me from chasing women like you 
who, who were super hot and cool. Yeah, it was super hot and cool. That makes sense. I think that that tracks from the background you've told us about your dating life. But I think my question is more, would you even tell somebody you were going on a first date? Let's just start there. Yeah, sure. What do so you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're like, oh, hey, I'm going on a first date. Say that date goes well. But I probably wouldn't broadcast it. Like it, it, it would have to come up pretty organically. Right. You wouldn't like when you were living with roommates necessarily say, alert, high alert, tonight's a first date. Yeah. And if I would, if I liked someone and then we slept together, I would maybe say like, oh yeah, I think like, you know, I'm starting to date someone. It's going pretty well. Women are much more inquisitive about that stuff. Like, yeah, that's fair. Like we've talked about this before. Men tell each other stories back and forth and then, then separate. We don't ask each other personal questions that much, at least my breed of friends and me. I tell my family because my family's all women. So those are the women in my life that want to know this stuff and start asking questions pretty quickly and like pick up on the scent very quickly. And yeah. so I went home or I went back to Colorado for Thanksgiving. Which right? was pretty like, let's just so put it like, this way. Our first date was October 1st of that year. So yeah. this was only a couple weeks after. I was like, yeah, I, I think I had told them then like, hey, I'm starting to see this person and she's got like a pretty unique background and she has a kid and like, it's kind of interesting. We'll see where it goes. Like, I like her. She's cool. But like I was, but it was very much like because of all of the big life stuff that like was, you know, present in our first couple dates, like with, you know, you having a kid and being married before that was like something that I had to like really talk with myself and like really, you know, like, hey, this is for real. Like this isn't just like a casual dating and scene right now. And uh, but I told my I told, you know, it was on my mind and I was obviously going like that was the time I was thinking about it. And like, I like this person. Am I like cool with all the other stuff that comes with it? I think I am. And I want to pursue this person. And I like talked to my mom and sisters about it. I don't even know if we had slept cool, together. Cool, yet. cool, cool. I don't even know if we had slept together yet. I think we may, maybe we had just slept together or we did right when I got back or something. We didn't sleep together for a long time. So I would, I would say my calculation is we probably hadn't I slept think, together yet. I honestly think we did like the day I got back. I think so too. Uh, yeah. So I think um, I did like you and I was very intrigued, but like, I honestly think that like actually having sex and like being like, oh, they enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We yeah. had a connection. That's pretty important in dating to like know whether this is going to be like, cause you could very easily have sex and then be like, whoa, that was not would either of us like after that we realized we wanted to be friends and not yeah. lover, lovers. So I, I think I was interested in you and I like I had to like be like, yeah, she's got a kid and I've got to be cool with that. Like I I, you know, I'm a person who doesn't who doesn't want kids. Part of the reason why you're attracted to me <laughs> yeah. is because I don't want any more kids. But yeah. also like I had to like make sure I was cool with having with being a stepdad. A stepdad. Yeah. User Nuzface writes, my partner does karate every evening. He goes to work, comes home for like an hour, then goes back to coach karate. He trains on Saturday mornings as well from 8 to 11 a.m. I feel like it's too much karate and that I don't get to spend enough time with him. I also do most of the work around the house. He puts the bins out and work 32 hours a week, three days from home so I can do stuff around the house. As much as it's his passion, and I feel like he should do it now while he's able, I also feel like I don't get enough of him. 
He's not passionate about the home. No gardening, no cleaning, no vacuuming if the floors are dirty. Like, hell, at least by a dinner on the days I feel I don't feel like cooking. He's really nice and respectful, and I love him, and he loves me. But I don't know. I've communicated to him that he should stay home on Saturdays. But he says I have Sundays with him, and he'll take me out. When Sunday comes around, he asks me if I want to do anything. Never, let's do this. In the end, I'm more outdoorsy, and he's not. I feel like this is actually becoming an issue. We've dated for 10 years, and we've been engaged for a year now. What should I do? All right, Andy, what hobbies have come in between you and your past partners? (sighs) You know, this one does hit home. (laughs) It was the karate. Well, it's not because we live right next to the Family Black Belt Academy, (laughs) which we do. Which we do. It is because why do we we have like literally 30 dojos on our block. This is the strangest thing. Why do we live in like a karate hotbed of Seattle? I think Seattle is the karate hotbed of America. Possibly. I think Southerners like karate a lot too. Anyway, I digressed. So you know me, I'm a big outdoors person, camping, hiking. I wouldn't say that they've ever really gotten too far in the way. I mean, there's definitely been tension around it. Um, you know, you like going hiking and camping, but you don't like doing it that often once or twice a year where I like doing it all the time. I do a lot of other stuff. I write, I read, I do like a lot of, I'm like a huge hobby person. Paddleboard. Like hobbying is like what makes my, like is one of the main reasons why my life is like really enjoyable to me. So I totally get this dude's perspective of like it being super important. I also understand that I When your partner sees you showing up so hard for your hobbies, they get resentful if you're not showing up hard for the relationship. Has that been a problem in our relationship? Yes, of course. And the, like, I totally, the, uh, the, the, like, doesn't plan for date nights and stuff resonated with me. Cause, like, I, I just, like, did a huge eye roll that could not be heard, but should have been heard around the world. Well, and, like, you, like, you're like her, which is like, a date night is it needs to be planned. It needs to be figured out. And like we go, like it's your duty to figure it out and make everything work and happen. And mine was like, would oh. you say like you say it like I ask you to plan a trip to Paris every date night? Like no, I just, no, I'm just no, like, no. it's like, it's not like, oh my God, it needs to be. I just never meticulously organized. It's like, no, just like don't show up and say, oh, it's date night. Like, what do you want to do? Oh, I've got some emails and like, I'm also going to like scratch my butt. So maybe after that we can do something together. Yeah. Like I'm like karate guy. I'm like, oh, it's Thursday. Hey, we should do it. Like, hey, want to go for dinner? Like that. Then that's just like, I mean, it sounds like karate guy isn't even doing that much. No, he's not. But that's not your style. Like you like, and, and, and I actually agree with you and like hadn't needed to be educated on like, oh, this is how a date night is supposed to happen. Interesting. Talk to me about like, do why have... you say you agree with me now. Like what what does it look what does it mean to you now? Because it's just more fun if we like actually go doing a like go to the symphony and then we have like a reservation at a nice restaurant afterwards. It like just it's more of an experience than just like Let's go on a let's go out to dinner. Yeah, and it may, it focuses the energy on each other instead yeah. of like casually. And being the details in the same are room. taken care of already. Right. And I also understood when you like were like, yo, you show up for your fucking reading. Like you read every single night for an hour and a half to like an hour and a half. Like you never miss a day. Show up for me and our relationship in the same way. And that's really fair feedback. And I wasn't doing that. Like I I like I can get comfortable and like just go on cruise control in a relationship. That's not like an abnormal thing for me. And it sounds like Kung Fu guy is doing the same thing. Like also, can I just say this? I hate, we like, 
I feel a little judgmental on this podcast sometimes because I'm a judgmental person in real you life. you are being judgmental. Um, but I think a karate guy is kind of a red flag. But that's... <laughs> this is... <laughs> I saw this one and I literally read the first line, which right, which says, my partner does karate every evening. And I was like, gold. I just like anybody who's doing karate every, every evening. I'm like, uh, tell me more. Who are you? What what are you what are you like inside that little brain of yours? <laughs> One of my favorite things that ever happened was when I was in high school. We uh, did this higher level gym class called individual sports. <laughs> One day, these two fucking black belts come in off the street to teach us self defense techniques. They were one of them was a tiny nerd and one of them was like a large comic book nerd. They were the nerdiest two guys on earth, the least athletic. The guys that looked like they could not defend themselves if their lives depended on it were like 19th degree black belts supposed to teach us. Did they wow you in the end? No. (laughs) One of them, (laughs) this was insane. The bigger guy, one of the guys in my class was like a good wrestler. His name was Kurtzer and he was like an athletic guy, like good at football and wrestling. And Kurtzer, the guy went up behind Kurtzer and was like, okay, I'm going to put my arm on your shoulder and like, you need to like... He wanted him to like hip check him and like, right, like to try and like fuck. Yeah, with like him. I'm gonna grab you from behind. You like kind of like grab my arm and like move me away from you and like showed us this technique, right? Kurtzer fucking took this guy's arm and like pulled him over his shoulder and slammed this fucking guy on the ground and then like put Ouch. him in a and then like put him in a chokehold. This like black black belt instructor guy and the guy was like, oh right, he was like. <laughs> He like had the wind knocked out of him and was like, "Oh boy, okay, yeah." It's like, "All right, great demonstration." <laughs> Obviously, you've wrestled before. And was like, you it almost was fucking killed such me. Such a joke. Um, anyway, that reminded me of that. Like, ninja guys can sometimes be a little bit fraudulent, but right. any, anyhow, <laughs> like your your boyfriend might be just like jerking off in the woods while <laughs> every Saturday. No, anyway, no. sorry, he's probably a good guy. Okay. Um, I do think one, I think there's, there's two parts of this, which is like, she wants more of him, wants more effort in the relationship. And then also, which is also a hobbyist dilemma is like, my hobby is never cleaning our fucking house. That's not my hobby. Like, this is the stuff that we would get into huge arguments about because it's not my hobby either. Sure, of course not. And like, like women- It's nobody's hobby. Or one of the partners in any relationship tends to take on the role of both physical maintenance and emotional maintenance. Like, just like, oh, hey, we're going to have people over and I'm going to have to think in advance, like, what needs to get done? And it's all this emotional labor. And then, like, the day before, I'm going to be like, let's clean. And, like, the other person's going to be like, oh, yeah, sure. And then they do one-eighteenth of the cleaning and you're like, cool, glad you showed up. Yeah. Which was you. Which is me. Yeah. The the cleanest person loses in that scenario. Like, the one who wants a really tidy, nice house. Because I'll live in sub sub- human conditions conditions i'll live in a oh my god you guys I, i'm just not a clean guy i don't care it dating. doesn't it doesn't it's just like not a priority for me i'd rather go do fun stuff well we would all oh my god we would all rather do fun stuff that's well the i'd thing. rather do fun stuff than live in a clean house you would rather ha- live in a clean house would you not say that's true I don't know how much of this is my baggage and how much of this is the way I, like i actually think the world should be which is like grow up be an adult don't live in fucking squalor. Yeah. Like you're no, a I mean, capable I, I human being with like, like on, the on, ability to live in a environment that isn't 
trashed. Like that's not a, I would rather do this. It's to me, it's like brushing your teeth. Like, do you want your teeth to fall out of your hat now? <laughs> True. And like, look, I, from the outside looking in and like, when I look at other people's lives, I'm like, you should clean your house. When it comes to me living in my own little bachelor your own pad, squalor. I'm like, I'd rather go for a walk right now than vacuum my house. And okay. I just, I just don't prioritize it. And, and, and look, I'm not saying that I'm right for not prioritizing it. Sometimes like your partner makes you a better person. And by making you a better person, they're like, hey, I'm doing all of the emotional and physical labor of our house. And I want you to share that with me. So what is the right balance, though? Because you're right. Like at the end of the day, it is a balance and, and everyone's going to come to their I, own balance. And so it, the, the thing that's happened in our relationship is you have stepped up and taken responsibility more on the house. You still don't do as much well, as I, me, and but I'm also you. okay with that. I heard you. Like, I listened to you and I understood your things. It doesn't sound like he's doing that. They've been dating for 10 years, engaged for one. 10 That means that, like, years. I mean, like, I'm just going to say, like, he's not on the same page as you probably. Because here's the thing is, you did that to me. We had some honest, frank conversations and you got to see how I respond. And like, it may not be exactly how you want. And maybe I'm not like perfect now. I, I got, she just did like a kind of like a condescending head nod. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I did it like, yeah, no, yeah, you're not perfect. But I still <laughs> yeah, love you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, condescending head nod. You laid your cards on the fucking table. And that's what we talk about a lot in this is like, at the end of the day, being open and vulnerable and voicing your concerns is is hard because it's scary and it could lead to things you don't want to happen. Yeah. I mean, I read a book once that was really life-changing. And one of the things that was really important to me in learning about setting boundaries in relationships is your boundary is valid. Like it is just is valid. That's the thing. Yeah. And what no is bad for having a boundary? No. And what it, but what is, what is the part of a relationship with anybody, like whether it's your partner or your boss or your parents or your kids is the boundary is valid. How you find ways for both people to respect the boundary is what the work of a relationship is, right? So for example, we get, we have somebody come and clean our apartment once a month. And that is part of a contribution to that, that collaborative way of living together. That means he doesn't have to spend the weekend cleaning. Like it's, you know, and so these are ways where like you can say, hey, I want to, I have expectations about how I want to be in a relationship. Some of them are hard and fast boundaries and some of them are more flexible, but these are the things I really need you to help collaborate with me on. And I'm not asking you to do the dishes or make the food. Maybe you get takeout. Yeah, own something. Like, yeah. Uh, like whatever it is, like we can come to a solution, but it does, and it doesn't have to mean and, you and like also give build, up karate. I think you can also build from there too. Like I don't, I don't think it has to be like, ultimatum like you start doing 50 percent now and yeah and i think to your point there's other things where like I, I had to kind of model what a date looked like for me right because it was like and communicate that because was, i wasn't my natural instinct wasn't just to be like oh yeah of course you like pick an event you get the tickets you get a reservation you get a reservation you, you like, make every, put it on you, the calendar you figure everything out beforehand so that you can just focus on having a nice time which totally makes sense but that is not my instinct and so eleanor had to communicate to me that that is the way she wants to be taken out yeah and i was like i will plan some dates and here's what they look like and here's and and we'll have fun and then i'll be like this this is sort of what i want now i don't need it to be verbatim but like this is what's fun for me on a date yeah 
And and frankly, like to your point, if you had said this is not fun for me, then we would have figured out ways figured to out. meet both of our levels yeah. of fun for dating. But I did. I do think there's certain parts of it where like a lot of people and I used to do this in my past relationships, like throw the ball in their partner's court. And if their partner doesn't pass that test of like fucking own it, then they're the they're like a villain in the story. And, and it's like, builds. no, and, like and, they're and, just maybe not ready to take on that much responsibility and, and, and there's say, not enough communication. Like also it. like come to them and be like, what chores do you not mind doing or feel confident doing? Okay, how do we like build that into your weekly practice so that you're vacuuming all the carpets once a week? And you can take that off my plate, which would be huge if you could take that off my plate and you feel comfortable doing it. Let's hear what the Redditors have to say. Yeah, those mother... Just kidding. Love you guys. User mm, user Aniki Farida writes, are you more concerned about him helping out with chores or spending more time with you? If it's chores, I'd split them down the middle. Doesn't matter what your hobby is or how much you do it. As for spending time together, he could always cut down to two or three Saturdays a month or spend less than three hours when he goes. It sounds obsessive, the amount he's participating. Do you think there's like a prescription that's going to solve this problem? I think that they should start with working on the chores and then go from there. I think if they worked on the chores, it would probably get better. I, 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 you know, I don't believe like if this is his passion is to do karate, that might be his boundary. You know what I mean? Like, and he's not wrong to have that boundary. I need to go outside. I need to read every day. I need to write every day. These are things I need. These are my needs. And if you couldn't live with those anymore, like we could talk about other solutions, but like, I don't know. It, it, it would make, it might be like the end of our relationship. If like all of a sudden you couldn't live with a bunch of the stuff I, my needs, you right. know, whatever they are. And I think you said this during this conversation, which is start small, like start with, Hey, once a month, I want you to plan a date and a date's going to look like this to me. It's going to look like we actually have a place to go. We have a specific thing to do and we like we don't have distractions yeah, while we're doing I it. I think more important than scaling back the karate is <laughs> <laughs> when you say it, it just it still it brings like maybe scale back the karate. <laughs> <laughs> I think that what is more important than scaling back the karate is first and foremost, like show up when you're supposed to be spending time with the partner that seems to be the most important thing is like she needs to communicate to him hey when you're not doing karate i need you to show up for me and here's how i want you to show up and these are the ways i need you to show up so it's interesting because op replied to this other reddit poster uh, op is original poster correct and what is the original posters fuzz face love these names nuz face nuz face whatever that means op replied Yeah, good idea. I might ask him to do only a few Saturdays. He says if he doesn't do Saturday, then he has to do Friday night, and I'd have to negotiate on which day I'd like. And I obviously choose both. But whenever he's home, he's always on YouTube or on his phone. Bam. Right? So, like, that's really good clarifying information, which is, like, this isn't just... I I feel like... You can do... Like, the good news for Karate Guy is that he can do his hobbies 
Like he doesn't have to sacrifice his hobbies to fix this. He's got so much room to fix other things first. And like, look, at the end of the day, here's the hard part. He may not want to. Yeah. He may want to just do karate and look at YouTube and be like, it's sweet that I have a girlfriend that takes care of every fucking thing else in my life. Because that's a great setup. Let me just tell you, if I could go camping every single weekend and hiking all the time and like Eleanor's just like super cool with doing all of the chores at our house, like, of course I'd want that. I mean, like I wouldn't, but I would. We just talked about what we do now that's comfortable for us. Yeah. A, a, a symbiotic relationship that was cultivated on moments of pure crisis. Yeah. We didn't like, it's not like I one day came to Andy and was like, hey, like, could you just like help out around the house a little bit more? I mean, we had like breakdowns where I was like, you. Like lots of them. This wasn't just like a one time. son of a bitch. Like <laughs> you need to get your ass off the couch. I mean, grow we had. Grow the fuck up. We had some, you know how many times I've heard grow the fuck up? A lot. That's how many. Okay. I don't think that reflects well on me, but it is not false. And I think at the end of the day, you have like, I don't want them to get into conflict. I'm not saying like, you need to make some conflict, but to avoid conflict in this regard for 10 years is certainly gotten Ten, you to a place. 11 years in yeah, and they're, they're like, in this position. Dude, like- First of all, what kind of wedding planning is going on with this mother? mother <laughs> I know, he's like- This guy isn't doing jack Yeah, he's phoning shit. it in. And I think you got to come to the conversation now and you got to say, hey, we have gotten to a place yeah. where I don't see the version of our future married life very, it's not very appealing to me. And, and let me just say this. I know this is like kind of cliche, but he wants, he is all of his signaling and what he has right now is a mother, not a partner. It sounds like it. He's a fucking karate guy, first of all. Okay, you gotta chill on the sorry. karate guys. I'm they so sorry, karate really guys. Down to earth, cool guys. You are just being, not a karate guy. I'm being such a jerk about the karate guy thing. Yeah, you are. We're gonna have to cut this. <laughs> we'll see. No, 100. percent Like, is he? He's like, you know, he's still doing the hobby he probably had as a kid, and he's doing it intensely, which I think is awesome. I actually think is awesome. Like, I think you should have hobbies. I think you should be passionate about things. But when you're phoning in the rest of your life and you're just like hanging out on YouTube and playing video games the rest of your free time and like you don't do anything else, like I do think you're kind of like a child and you're treating your you're treating your fiance like she he, she's your mom. You know, the OP probably needs to do some exploration into how they got here. It's you know what I mean? I think yeah, it, I think it's, this is a 11 years is a really like this isn't like year two or three where you're like, whoa, we're starting to get serious. And I'm not sh like this isn't going to work for me. It's like you guys have been in this pattern for 11 years already. Yeah. Spend some time. I don't know if it's in therapy or if it's journaling or if it's even with just like close confidants. Like, what do you think? A like if this is non-negotiable, really think back. How long has this been not the way you want to live? And if it's been a considerable amount of time, yeah. really start trying to root cause. Like, why did I think that was okay? What was I scared of? Why didn't I bring this up earlier? Why have I let this persist so long? This is untenable, it sounds uh, you like. Can, one, number one, you can't get married with this kind of thing hanging over you, for sure. OP really needs to consider whether or not they're ready to walk away from this relationship if changes aren't made. I think that's probably where they are mentally. They're like, these changes have to be made. But they may not be willing to, you know, I don't know what their level of like willingness to end this is, but I think you really got to talk through and figure out like where your breaking point is, how close you are to it, what kind of timeline you need for changes. Like, I don't know. I, I don't you, know. This, you, but you this might goes, not feel the same way. But this goes back. I think this goes back to 
maybe even our cheating episode, which is like, I just think let's like breaking up and ending a long-term committed relationship where you love somebody. It's just like the last resort, dude. Like don't, don't even worry. I don't even think you should worry yourself about that. Trust your partner. Okay, so, I mean, you should... so people aren't coming to a dating advice podcast to hear me say... <laughs> Kick them to the curb. Break it off, bro. This is, I mean, this is my own history, having been through a divorce. I have been cavalier with relationships, both my marriage and others. And frankly, I just, I don't, I don't approach our relationship that way. We, I don't we, want we, to break up with you. I don't want We always come from a end. baseline of we are going to be together and we are not getting we are not going to part ways. And part of that is building trust that like I have the confidence in you Andy that you will meet me where I need to be. And I also have the confidence that you will be patient with me as I grow up and learn that like, oh, maybe that is more of my stuff and not you. And how yeah. are we going to move through that? And how are we going to talk about that openly? And I just, I would, I would love that to be the situation this person's in. It, it's insane. It, it's true. Like things that we fought about three, four months into our relationship were coming to realizations about a month ago. Four years later. Literally. You know, I think you come at these things pragmatically where you both... I just feel bad for this person. Like, uh, this just sounds like a tough fucking spot. I I guess at the end of the day, like, I do think that we are going to run into conversations and questions for people who, I don't don't know, maybe, I don't know. Say it. I mean, I just feel like some people are at the, like, their relationships. Have you ever heard the term, uh, like, when a boxer's knocked out on their feet? It's like, they're, they're technically knocked out, but they're still standing up. And like, sometimes relationships are out on their feet. Oh, for sure. I think the best thing to do in those relationships is move on and start working towards finding a relationship that is better and works and is healthier. Okay, let's TLDR. Sure. This doesn't sound like a healthy balance between an individual's needs and what's needed to maintain a partnership. Clarify specifically what will make you feel supported. If your fiance doesn't want to spend time tending to the house, ask him to pay for a housekeeper or buy dinner a few times a week. Schedule your time together. Give it an actual date, time, location, and activity. And ask that screens be put away while you're together. Yeah, screens are murdering. That's a big the time together. Yeah, that's a big community. Like that sounds like they almost don't have any time together. I really don't even think karate is the problem at all. I think like if you want to ask me, screens, not doing any housework, basically being passive, completely passive in the relationship. Like sometimes we've had conversations where I'm reading too much or in a YouTube hole. That has happened, and and it's because of others. There's other symptoms there. Yeah, and it hasn't been like ten years. It has not been 10 years before you said anything, but it is because like I'm disassociating for some reason or we're feeling distant and we're diving into our devices or our books more than we normally do or whatever our hobbies. And so that means that like maybe I'm not in a great spot and like kind of need to be pulled from it or, you know, at least asked, hey, are you doing okay? Sure. Yeah. So we just we're just concluding another sort of five episodes and as we go into the next we actually have some new things that we're going to bring to the table yeah 
Oh, I thought like Andy would add to this conversation, but like he's that just I would dare. tell you. We're, I don't think no, we're, no, no, just like teasing. We're things. not going to tell them. They're going to just have to find out. Well, we're going to go. We're going to be traveling a little bit, so we may be doing some remote, uh, yep. topical questions from our honeymoon. Yep. And then uh, we may be switching up some of the speakers. Maybe adding some some third party advice. To wow, this. we're we're just going to tell them. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I just don't know. Well, I want them to know so that there's like some foreshadowing. Yes, we're going to be doing some new things and trying to add to the podcast and hopefully make it more enjoyable and keep growing. Cool. We should do this again then. Yeah, let's do this again. Fresh Out of Experts is a production of Narrowest, a website exploring what makes podcasting similar to and deeply different from what came before. You can find more about the show at narrowest.news and at narrowest on social. That's N-A-R-R-O-W-I-S-T. Our theme music is Only Knows, courtesy of Broke for Free. Additional music is The Cornice by Confectionery from Blue Dot Sessions. If you enjoy Fresh Out of Experts, please subscribe, rate, or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does make a difference. See you next time.